Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sanderlanch podcast. Today, we are talking about the Emperor's Soul, day 12, day 17, day 30, and day 42. Yes, those are in order. They're just, uh, they skip a few in there. Wherein we learn more about forgery in general. Brava shows up and makes Shy an offer that she would really like to refuse. We test some stamps on Gautona. It's a scene that I enjoy a lot, actually. And uh, there's a lot of introspection. I mean, this is a story all from one person's perspective, uh, so far at least, where she's just sitting in prison basically the whole time. So it's kind of an introspective sort of thing. Anyway, I'm Data, and with me is... Jack. Joe. And Jamie. So yeah, four more four more days this time. Hang on to something, everybody. The Sander Lanch is about to be... So yeah, what did you guys think of uh, of these the next four days in the life of Wan Shai Tong? Wan Shai Tong? No. Uh, Wan Shai Tong was from Avatar, dude. Yeah, no, that's a whole different. Uh, <laughs> wow, uh, I thought you said you liked this story. What's going on? I do. I don't know. My brain is is I'm a little bit out of it. Her name is Wan Shai Lu. Okay, yeah. what did you guys think of these four days, which covers, I guess, actually, I'm sorry. Like thirty days worth of time. I was say this covers a solid month. Uh, it's, like this is pretty good. I feel like I've wrapped more in my head around how forgery works now through all these explanations, which is cool. Because like that first section, not gonna lie, I was a bit like, okay, I think I get it. And then I read this, and I'm just like, I did not get it at all. So, yeah, cool to cool to see how how this all works. Really, I really enjoyed that. I loved seeing Gautona as as she's putting this as she was putting the stamps onto him. And, like, his reaction to it all, I think that was probably my favorite part, just seeing it in action like that. That was, yeah, it was just just a fun read. Like, not a lot of action going on this time, but really, really interesting stuff. So I enjoyed that. I want to know what Gautona's motives are, because it seems, yeah, like Shy brings up, like, okay, you pushed the Emperor into becoming the Emperor, and then he hated you. So what's the deal here? So, yeah. Oh, I want to see more. That's all I need. He's like... He continues to be the one guy that she can't quite get a beat on. Yeah. Which is like, man, is, once again, is he going to be like the secret bad guy since he's the one she can't figure out? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, mm. in fairness, it's like the one she can't get a beat on. There aren't really that many characters. You got her, Brava, mm. Gautona, Zoo, who is just kind of like, I hate you. I want you to die. And the, <laughs> the blood and the blood sealer, who we haven't really seen much of. I'd yeah. have pleasure in Bye. gutting you, boy. <laughs> By uh by trapping her in a room, he's really basically made a ship in a bottle of this short story. So um, there are characters that she's interacting with, but it's pretty limited, which I guess works uh, for what he's right he's written here. Oh yeah, I would say yeah, I would say it's 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 interesting. The forgery stuff's really cool. I I wish there was like a whole story revolving around that as the main magic system. I think that'd be really interesting. Or even like um some kind of cross 
world war where like all of these different magic systems are coming into play because i feel like we're gonna kind of want more at the end of this short story but maybe, maybe not maybe it'll be maybe it'll be fun and uh and it'll be enough maybe too much of a good thing is uh is possible in this scenario so um but yeah forge so much stuff yeah there's gonna be so much forgery it's gonna be like a a hall of mirrors you know just like you think it's going one way and then there's like twist 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 and then you know before you know it your back's all messed up because you twisted it a bunch and but yeah like uh you know I, i i just i'm really enjoying the tidbits we're getting and um i i do feel like this go round and these chapters the um the explanation of the magic system was a little exposition-y because it's basically like a guy being like well i mean i just don't understand how this stuff works and she's like okay let me tell you but other than that i really enjoyed it i i'm uh interested to see how this how this ends up so we're still kind of in the in the i guess we're in the middle she's a third of the way through her 100 days or whatever a little more than that actually but uh it's it's hard to picture where it's going to end up exactly i guess there's not that many possible ways maybe it's like she succeeds she doesn't succeed she pulls some trick yeah i i liked what we read i liked to see a little bit more of the forgery and a bit more of the explanation of you know how it how it works yeah it was a bit expositiony but i still really liked it i thought we had enough information in there that sort of made it worthwhile i think yeah on some level because the, the the stories we've read so far have been quite involved and obviously a lot longer. I'm looking for more information. I'm hungry for more information, but yet we are halfway through it now and it is a short story, so it's not going to be super deep <laughs> from where we are now. But it's it's good. I, I enjoy the interactions with, the, even though they're limited interactions with other characters. Like Gautone is a bit cool. I think there's definitely more to him. Yeah, and, and the interaction with Frava as well. You know, these two, they're obviously, they're named characters, so we're going to have a bit to do with them over the course of the story. But I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. I'm looking forward to seeing a bit more of the forgery. And my mind is racing a little bit on how she can forge things to get her way out. I'm sort of more interested in what her escape plan would be than forging, forging the uh, Emperor's soul. So, but yeah, a bit of fun. I liked it. That's the thing, right? It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, all the stuff about the the job you're trying to do, but how are you going to not die? <laughs> you're really running out of time <laughs> to find out the the you know the the purpose and the soul of all the objects that are available to you. Okay, I guess let's get into these chapters, these days. So we start out with Shy converting her desk into something more comfortable, or a table, or whatever, and. I don't know, is this the first time we see a soul stamp actually uh, doing something in the book? Or in the story, I rather? so. Yeah. I mean, she talks about the pottery after she turns it back. So oh, that's I mean, true. Kind of, yeah. we know. So it's interesting. She, she It sinks into the material, and then you twist it, but it doesn't blur the ink, and it leaves this perfect seal behind. And according to her mentor... At that point, when you were administering the seal, it's touching the object's soul, not its physical presence. And the thing transforms from dull, gray, splintery cedar into a beautiful, well-maintained, with a silver inlay and all this fancy stuff. And Gautona's like, what the hell was that? She's like, well, I'm tired of getting splinters. And I like, she settles back in her chair and it creaks and she thinks, you're next, chair. Just hates uh, everything in her cell. 
Well, can you really blame her? I mean, oh no, not in the slightest. No, nah, I I hate creatures too. Really, yeah, it really gets on my nerves. I'm just like, I'm like, oh god, <laughs> throw this chair away. I just like the idea that every time Galterna comes into the room, there's something else that's new there. It's like, yeah, where did you get that? What is that? <laughs> I'm really annoyed by everything you do, but I need to know why. The first time it was the pot. It's like, did you get a vase from the hall? Like, what's? Uh, it's great. Yes. Every time Where there's something you new get a, to be grumpy about. Where'd you get a Tyrannosaurus statue? I mean, I, 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 I forged the history of this chamber so the Batman uh, used this as a bat cave at one point. <laughs> the giant penny wouldn't fit though. So. Yeah, it, the giant penny wasn't believable. The the skeleton, was, but <laughs> exactly, it's not the yeah. penny. And he's annoyed. Like, wait, you've been working on this instead of you know your job, the reason you're here. He's like, what? Carving helps me think, and I am working on your problem. Shut up. And she has to explain to him why this table thing was simple and the soul is not, basically. And like, but, like, these carvings and inlays, those weren't there before. She's like, okay, <laughs> well, I mean, maybe I added a little bit, but. Also, I like how he needs that explained. Like, despite not understanding how the magic works, it's like, dude, don't you understand that a table is a lot less complicated than a person? Well, and he kind of says, he's like, I, I get that, but I don't really get that. I don't remember if he even says it here or if that's in that next part where uh, he's getting tested on. But he does kind of say that at some point. Yeah. I do like that they get into the – the she starts talking about the three realms. So I'm like, yeah. oh, so this – this like these forgery people are very aware of the three realms. That's cool. Oh, and we get another quick reference to Sforden. That's where the table is from, a gift from an ambassador to the previous emperor. So Yeah. But apparently was, relations with Sforden, not good right now. Yeah. It was pretty metal. When he delivered the gift, he, like, appeared out of nowhere and then killed a guy to disappear. <laughs> but I, I also like the note where she's like, the maximum of good forgery improves slightly on the original, and people will often accept it over the original because it is superior. And yeah, and then, that, okay, so this is where Gantone is like, I don't see how this could have taken hardly any work at all. Clearly, it has to be simpler than the whole soul thing, but both seem really crazy to me. And that's when she starts to try to describe to him the whole thing and she she starts comparing it to the wall first like why couldn't i just make a hole in the wall why would i need to know all the stones to transform the whole thing he's like i uh i don't know actually that's a good question and then we get into the realms thing that joe was mentioning and one of the great things about this story is it is the probably simplest and most straightforward explanation we get of how these three realms work and i don't even know if what she says is 100 correct uh, across the the whole Cosmere, but it's it's it, a lot of it seems to be, and it really she gets to the matter really succinctly and kind of lays it out. Yeah, because I'm sure Brandon was like, I'm tired of people asking me about this. I'm just gonna put it in here, and if they <laughs> want to read it, they can read it. And I love that she's like, so okay, everything exists in these three realms, and he's like, okay, hold on. I understand that you have these like ridiculous pagan superstitions, but I don't, I don't believe that. And she's like, right, right, right. Yeah, you worship the sun, or actually. 80 sons believing that even though each one looks the same, a different one actually rises each day. Right. Yeah. That's much. That makes way more sense. Mm. So is there a year, I guess, 80 days? Like uh, that's their revolution around the sun, maybe? Good question. No clue. I also am really interested to learn about that. Like that sounds interesting to me. Like, yes. Okay. Forgery stuff, magic. Like I like that. But also, 80 sons. I really want to know more about why you think 80. Also, yeah. why so many? Like, in Mistborn, there were so many religions. And then 
now you've got 80 sons. Oh, Brandon, you don't do things by halves, do you? <laughs> oh, huge. 80 is such a weirdly specific number, I agree. It's like, why, though? I want to know. Uh, but she's like, okay, yeah, I, I get that you believe um, that, but if you want to understand forgery, you have to, un- the realms are important. He's like, okay, fine. So the longer an object exists as a whole, the longer it's seen as a single thing, the stronger its sense of identity becomes. The table's made up of different pieces of wood, but we don't think of it as different pieces of wood. We think of it as one table. So that's the way we see it. That's the way it perceives itself, basically. And so the wall is the same way. It wants to act as a whole wall. And he's like, the wall wants to be treated as a wall. Yeah. So so the wall, you're, you're implying the wall has a soul. And she's like, yeah, everything does. Like massive Theseus' ship sort of mm. parallels here. Yeah, that's true. And then we get into uh, the kind of stuff. We don't. We really hadn't gotten any clue before this about what, how exactly forging the emperor's soul was going to work. Like, what the hell are you going to do? She needs a lot of detail. She's like, hey, I have seven reports saying the emperor's favorite color is green. Do you know why that's his favorite color? And Gatona says no. And she's like, yeah, me either. I think maybe it's because of this. Because his brother, who died when he was six, was fond of it. And he latched onto it. And maybe there's such nationalism in there, too, because he's born in this province and the flag is green. And Gatona's like, you have to know something that specific? And she's like, yeah. And a thousand other things exactly as detailed. And I can get some wrong. I probably will get some wrong. But most of them hopefully won't matter. It'll just make them make him a little bit off but each person changes every day anyway so it's kind of yeah and that that makes me think it's like does it matter why your favorite color is your favorite color like if if you suddenly had a different reason but still the same favorite color would it change your life Mm, maybe what you associate with that color but that's more of an internal struggle which i don't think is there i mean unless his internal struggle of why his favorite color is his favorite color is essential to his core identity. Like green is his favorite color because, and that's like the whole reason for his existence. I don't know that <laughs> it's you know super important. I have said before that my favorite color is purple and my favorite Ninja Turtle is Donatello. And I don't know if one of those led to the other. And if so, which one? Yeah. Like, do I like Donatello because I like purple or do I like purple because I like Donatello and he's purple or are yeah. they unrelated and just coincidence? I don't know. Yeah, or and, and if that's, that's awesome. the case, does it matter yeah. that you like Donatello and you like the color purple? Like, are those are either of those things essential to what makes you you? Yeah, so you kind of get why she's like, I'm some of the stuff I'm gonna get wrong, but it won't really matter yeah. that much. But if she gets too much wrong, it won't be close enough to his actual soul to work. Right now, if she if she was doing a soul for Batman and then. She uh, took away his fear of bats, like didn't know why he was afraid of bats or didn't know that he was afraid of bats, then that would probably be an issue. See, that'd be counterintuitive, right? You're like, you're creating a soul for Batman. You're like, afraid of bats? Mm -hmm. No, of course not. He's Batman. Yeah, he's Batman. Why would he be afraid of bats? But she's like, I assume that if you have to restamp the Emperor every 15 minutes, it's not really going to work. And he's like, you assume correctly. And she explains that, like, she's done this for herself before, but it's way easier for herself. She knows her own history. She has an idea of like why she does what she does and the little bits you can tweak to make things different. The moments in her life that it would be easy to take another path, basically. It's and, almost like it would be easy if she had been commissioned by the emperor to make his soul stamp mm, or essence marks. 
for him, with him, then that's a thing you could totally do. But to do it in his absence is near impossible. Yeah, and I think she I says it wanna... in that later chapter because she's like, I'll, I would test these on the Emperor for best effect, but he can't really answer questions right now. So, Also, yep. it took years to make my essence marks, and I have 90 days uh, to do this. So, And then she gets into like, okay, explain to me what you're doing to make sure everyone still thinks the Emperor is alive. And Gatona's like, don't worry about it. We're doing everything we need to do. And she's like, uh, I don't trust you to be good at deception, so why don't you go ahead and run it past me real quick? And Gatona's like, uh, we are politicians. Come on. <laughs> She's like, fine, fine. But you're sending food, right? He's like, of course. Three meals a day are sent in. Even though he can't actually eat anything, he drinks broth when prompted. It's like, okay, in the chamber pot? He's like, yeah, he, no. We, we have cloth diapers. He's like, no one changes a fake chamber pot? Do you think that's not going to look suspicious? People are going to start talking. Like, the emperor's change, chamber pot never comes out. Just imagine that conversation down in the kitchens among the like the scallions and everything. It's like, man, have you heard? The emperor hasn't shit in like a week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is suspicious, though, like, because the only way that could really be happening is if he were like, you know, in normal circumstances, is if he were dead. It's like, yeah, he's not pooping. Nobody's eating that food. He's dead. What's, what's he doing? Like, he's in mourning. What, so what? He's crapping out the window? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I can't even get it in this pot. I hate my life. <laughs> it's like, what do they do now? Who do they send in to go, okay, it's your turn to go in the chamber pot? <laughs> and so she starts giving him ideas. Like, look, make it a new rule. Like, nobody can go into the Emperor's quarters unless they have this card that you personally signed. That way, you know that nobody's going to accidentally get in there. Your security is not good enough. I had to study it when I was breaking in here. And the assassins who got to your emperor and killed his wife, clearly proved that your security is not good enough. So let's let's improve that. How about I have no doubt that I'll end up back in my cell waiting for my execution if something gets out, if word gets out about what happened to him. And Gautone was like, yeah, okay, fine. What what else do you suggest? So somebody's appreciating her uh, her abilities. Day 17, she's, she's in her, her room working. And through the cracks in the warped windows, she can smell unfamiliar spices on the air. There's a holiday happening. And apparently the Heritage Faction just keeps digging up ancient holidays to make the people <laughs> like them. That's one way to go. But we found out that doesn't even really matter because they don't do popular elections. It's only like the only votes that count are the ones of the, from the arbiters of the other factions. Maybe they're just genuinely trying to make people happy. Yeah, that could be it. I don't know that Frava would do anything that's not in her own best interest, but who knows about the others? And we get she's reading his journals and the, the part where he's like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to at long last agree to the demands of my faction and offer myself as emperor. And that's when we get the part where it's like Gautona had encouraged him to try to seek the throne. And then later he speaks of Gautona with contempt. Why? The Arbiters, I, I like. After that one arbiter, that last the last time was like, but we're supposed to burn the journals, and everyone just stares him down. <laughs> and this part that's like why you're not a named character. Exactly, yeah. He's Jimmy now. That's all. It <laughs> but they they brought her the journals, and they have they've made these excuses up for themselves. We're like, well, he's not technically dead, so it's okay for us not to listen to his orders to burn this stuff. Like whatever gets you there, man. Just uh, bring bring it. And so she's learning about the Emperor through his journals, and nobody seems to understand why he would have made them. Like, why make them just have them burned if, you know, if not for posterity, then why even write so much? And she's thinking the same thing. Like, 
why would it, she sees that he wrote them for himself because he goes back and reads them. She can tell from the way that the, they're very worn. And so she's like, was was he vain, trying to enjoy the thrill of past conquests, or was he insecure? Was there a different reason? And then Frava shows up and once again starts out trying to neg, like, oh, I'm told you're progressing at an unremarkable pace. And Shrai's like, actually, I'm going real quick. I'm ready to start making stamps. This is like crazy fast. Uh, by the way, still, I need a test subject. And she's like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. And they discuss the seal on the table. She's like, oh, why wouldn't you put this on the bottom so that no one would see it? She's like, well, I'm proud of my work. Is that This is basically like, if she's an artist, this is her signature, right? So if she's trying to trick somebody, then yeah, maybe you want to hide it. But that's not what she's doing here. But nobody gets that she considers herself an artist, despite the fact that she says it outright all the time. <laughs> Apparently, forgery, uh, the training for forgery starts out like with every other kind of forgery. Stamps, soul stamps are like the last thing that you learn. They're very powerful. They're very versatile, but you can't ever completely hide what was done because the seal is always going to be there. So it's a double-edged sword, the the soul stamp process. Frava sends Zhu out, and once he's gone, calls him simple-minded, which, uh, yeah, that's nice. And Frava's like, so, you know, has it occurred to you that it might be useful for the emperor to listen to certain people when they had something to say? And Shai's like, well, I mean, surely the emperor already did that. Frog was like, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes, but other times he could be belligerently foolish. Wouldn't it be amazing if upon his rebirth, he were found lacking that tendency? She's like, but I thought you wanted him just like he used to be. Frog was like, yeah, but I mean, you're such a great forger. I love how she's constantly like belittling her. And the turning around and be like, but you're so good. Uh, yeah, this particular arbiter is not very good at, like, I feel like subterfuge at all. Well, yeah, and Shai's like, she's willing to just come right out and say it. She wants me to build a back door into the Emperor's soul. And she just doesn't even have the decency to feel ashamed about it. And so Shai's like, I mean, maybe I could do something like that if, if somebody was going to make it worth my while. And Frava's like, well, you know, the city has a thriving clandestine smuggling trade. And I could really use somebody being in charge of it that would work with me. So, uh, you know, I, I could set you up as the smuggler queen of the city or whatever. Mm. It's the kind of thing where I'm like, what would Boba Fett do? Boba Fett would probably take <laughs> it. I don't think so. Not the new Boba Fett. Not the Boba Fett on Disney+. Plus. Well, I mean, he took he took Jabba's, which was essentially the same thing. Yeah, but he wasn't offered it. He took oh, it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, nobody's just handing it to him. That's a good point. He walked in and shot, what's his name, or yeah. killed, did whatever. I don't even remember that scene, because yeah. that was the end of the Mandalorian. But it was the whole thing. Bib Fortuna, that's the guy's name. Took me a minute. Yep, he's a telic. And Shai's just like, this. see, this is the, the kind of shit that I have to deal with. People just assume that because we both, like, smuggling and forging, forging, it's basically the same thing, right? Because they both disobey our laws, so... A criminal's a criminal, right? Forget that Shai spent like her entire life studying very hard and loves what she does, the art of what she does. It's like, oh, you 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 want to be a smuggler, right? All right, whatever. But she can't just say that to Frava. So she's like, oh yeah, that sounds nice. And she thinks that she's she's been waiting for days for somebody to show up and make this offer. But only now that it's made does she realize that what it means in the grand picture. Because as far as Frava knows, Shai had never even thought of building in, like, a secret back door to the Emperor's soul to allow someone to control him. 
But now she's put that idea in there. So she will assume that Shy will create a backdoor for herself. It's very, it, it's, it's very like programmer coding sort of situation. <laughs> and so that means that Frava probably has another forger standing by to look over what Shy does and spot any little tricks that she puts in there. Maybe even finish the job if Shy gets far enough along. So now, at any moment, they might decide she's far enough along and decide to go ahead and kill her and let the other forger finish the job, which puts a whole a whole new spin on her situation. And I do like that was day 17 when she's like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much ready to make stamps. I need you to provide a test subject. It is day 30 before we get to the point where she gets her test subject. So I, I feel like that's on that's on the arbiters. You guys are delaying it at this point. But in the meantime, Gautone is like, oh, that's a nice new stained glass window you seem to have installed in your room. And she'd been fighting with this window for a while, trying thing after thing to make this like bent, cracked window that lets a cold breeze in actually work and be something decent. But it wasn't until she found a piece of stained glass shoved in the side that she realized originally it was a stained glass window that had broken and somebody had repaired with just regular glass. So instead, she stamps it so that it had a master craftsman replace the fallen stained glass window. And the seal had taken, unlike all the other tries she she had made. Even after all this time, the window had seen itself as something beautiful. Or maybe she was just getting romantic again. And she, she tells Gautono, hey, you said you are going to bring me a test subject today. As she's finishing off some soul stamps. So at the end of making every soul stamp, you flip it around and you put a mark on the back to indicate that the stamp is done. No more carving is to come. And Shy had always fancied it looked like the shape of my pawn, her homeland, which does not seem like it can be a coincidence that all aeons start with a drawing of Aralon, and now all soul stamps are finished with a, a mark that she thinks is shaped like her homeland, where this magic comes from. So now it makes you wonder, it's like, oh, so are those decor monks? Is there like a picture of Fjordal in their bones somewhere? <laughs> sure. When Shuden is doing his his Shan dance, is he like making the shape of the country somewhere in there? What's what's the Jindar country called again? Uh, it may just be called Jindo. Hold on, let me look at the map. Lantris. Nope, that's the map of Erewhon. That's not what I wanted. Wanted. There it is. It is called. Yep, Jindo. Okay. It's right beneath the Duladel. So Gaton is like, hey, yep, I brought you a test subject. It's me. And Shai's like, no, no, it's not. You're like one of the most important people in the country. What are you talking about? And Gautona says that the Arbiters debated for weeks trying to determine who it should be. But in the end, they decided they could not, in good conscience, allow someone else to have to undergo the, this blasphemy. It had to be one of them. And Shai's like, bullshit. Frava would have no trouble ordering someone else to do this. You must have insisted. She doesn't say that, but that's what she's thinking. And she's like... All the rest of them think of him as a rival. They're probably more than happy to see him have to suffer through these horrible, twisted acts. It was going to be completely harmless, but there was no way they would believe that. So and so she has to explain, look, none of these are going to take. They're not going to stick, basically. The human soul is different from an object. A person is growing and changing all the time. Even in the best case scenario, they only a stamp only lasts about a day. My essence marks, for example, every 26 hours I have to restamp or they fade away. So if everything works right, the Emperor is going to have to be stamped again each morning, kind of like the Blood Sealer does to her door. 
but she's going to make it so he's able to grow and learn and add new stuff in the way that she writes this soul for him. But eventually, once he is up and going, he will probably even just be able to do it himself, she says. So each of these stamps is like a little piece, a small thing about the emperor's past that she wants to know if she's figured out correctly. She basically says, think of the whole scroll as, or the whole soul rather, as a big scroll. And each of these little bits is like a character in the big long scroll. And then she she has to tell him, look, I suggest you spread some rumors that he was hurt, maybe like a knock to the head, because I'm going to do the best I can, but there's no way that I can know about every conversation he's had. He's not going to remember things that there's no way for me to know. So he's going to have to have an excuse for that. And I'm going to program him essentially so that he can fake it. I'm good at that. But faking can only get you so far. So she takes one of the stamps and she does the thing where she shoves it in and twists it. And she, it, it feels even weirder on a person because it kind of feels like she's pushing into stone. It says it leaves like this red seal behind and a puff of like red smoke comes off, which only happens when living things are stamped. Apparently the soul fights against rewriting. And so she's like, OK, so speak instinct by instinct. Don't think about this. What's your favorite color? He says green. And he says, well, she says, why? And he's like, well, because because it is. Which is probably the answer most people would give if you ask them why that's their favorite color. It's like, well, because that's my favorite. I don't know. Wait. <laughs> and she's like, OK, what about your brother? And Gatone is like, I hardly remember him. He died when I was very young. And Shai says, it's good he did. He would have made a terrible emperor if he'd been chosen. And Gatone jumps up. Don't you dare speak ill of him. I'll have you. Wait, what? The seal fades away. And she's like, one minute, five seconds. That's good. She'd said that basically if they last a minute, then that's a good indication that she's gotten it right. And Gautona's like, this is so weird. I can remember having a brother, but I've never had a brother. This is, and she's like, yeah, it'll fade away. And she has, she, she says, I think you reacted too strongly to me insulting your brother's memory. Ashravan worshipped his brother, but kept his feelings buried deep out of guilt that his brother might have made a better emperor than him. And Gautona's like, what, really? Are you sure? She's like, about this? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to revise this a little bit, but clearly this one is mostly right. Gautona's like, geez, you, you know a lot about people. And she says it's one of the early steps of our training. So apparently that's an important thing in forgery is being trained to to figure people out, which makes sense. And once again, he gets that look from her or she gets that look from him, rather, where he's like, oh, she's he's thinking about how I'm wasting my life with this blah, 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 whatever. How dare he look at me like that? And she's like, OK, let's try another one. And he says, OK, I'm confused about one thing. From the little bit you've explained to me about this, I can't understand why these things would even work on me a little bit. And she's like, yeah, it's about plausibility. He's like, but this is not plausible. I don't have a brother. And she's like, so it, it has to do with familiarity. You've spent a lot of time with the emperor. Your soul is familiar with his. So when I give you this piece, it's like I'm exposing your soul to something that it should know. It only works if the piece is very small. But as long as your soul considers it a familiar piece of Ashravan, then the stamp will take for a little bit. And she's like, I assume this all sounds like superstitious nonsense to you. He's like, well, I mean, yeah, kind of. A soul understanding the concept of another soul? <laughs> I mean, it is an interesting form of spirituality. Like, how does that... Like, I know you, but what, what constitutes you versus your soul? You right? know? Is your innermost being your soul, and then what I know of you is your personality? Or is your personality and your and your soul inherently intertwined? You know, what? Uh, it's, it's a weird meta thing. It is weird. I agree. 
Again, the easiest to ship. Yeah. No, that's Schrodinger's good. cat. There, I can throw out stuff too. So, uh, <laughs> but this is where she's she's like, look, if it, basically just if, whether or not you believe the explanation, it boils down to if I try these on you and they stick for at least a minute, it's a good indication that I'm close. Ideally, I try it on the emperor himself, but he wouldn't be able to answer questions, and I need to have questions answered if I'm going to figure out this stuff. So she tries another one, and it evaporates right away, and she's like, damn it. I must have got that one completely wrong. And he says, what was it? And she says, the reason Astrovan agreed to become emperor. I was certain I had that one right. And she thought he it was a deep-seated desire to prove himself to his family and to escape the distant shadow of his brother. And Gautam is like, well, I can tell you why. He wanted to change things in the empire. And she goes, well, he didn't speak of that in his journal. And he says, well, he was a humble guy. And she's like, that's not, that doesn't really jive with what I've read. Like, oh, well, no, I mean, deep down. He he had a temper and he would argue the shit out of uh, out of something to get his point made. But deep down, he was a humble man. And you have to you need to understand that about him. And she's like, I see. And in the back of her head, she, you, you did the same thing to him, didn't you? This look of disappointment, the implication that we should be better people than we are. And then she thinks you're genuine, aren't you, old man? And there's this side track about how in her business, people laughed at honest men, calling them easy pickings. But. Not really true. A dishonest fool and an honest fool were equally easy to scam. You just went about it differently. But an honest, clever man was always more difficult than someone who was dishonest and clever. Because sincerity, by definition, was so hard to fake. And Gautone was like, well, what are you thinking? And she says, well, I was thinking that you must have treated the emperor the same way you did me. You do me, annoying me with constant nagging about what he should accomplish. And Gautone is like, yeah, no, I probably did, actually. Doesn't mean I was wrong. He could have been more. He could have become more than he did, just as you could become a marvelous artist. And she goes, I am one. And he says, a real one. And she goes, I am one. And he brushes it off again. And then they get into a discussion about the painting, the one with the mistakes that they found in her room. And he's like, I couldn't see the mistakes. But they're there, which in hindsight is kind of weird because everything about it is so perfect. Why would you have made a mistake like putting the moon too low? When you got each brush stroke basically exactly right. And she's like, uh, she does not say anything. And he's like, they, the painting they think is the original one is actually a fake too, huh? And she says, yeah, I swapped the paintings a few days before trying for the scepter as part of investigating palace security. And he's like, ah, so the one that they think is fake, that's the original. And you painted the mistakes over it, right? And she goes, no, I have used that trick in the past, actually. But no, they're both fakes. One is just like the obvious one. So Gautona thinks the original is still hidden somewhere. You snuck into the palace, replaced it, left a worse fake in your room so that if we found, if you were found out, search your room, find the bad copy, and assume you hadn't made the switch yet. Okay, that makes sense. Very clever. And if you were captured sneaking into the palace to steal the scepter, you could confess to trying to steal the painting, and that's a much, a much less bad crime, a lesser crime, stealing from an individual rather tr than trying to steal an imperial relic. You would have gotten 10 years of labor instead of a death sentence. Yeah, okay, that's a big difference. And he's like, okay, but where's the original painting? Is it, It's still in the palace, isn't it? And she goes, eh, kind of. And he looks at her smiling, and she goes, I burned it. And the smile vanishes immediately. You lie. Not this time, old man. The painting wasn't worth the risk to get it out of the gallery. I was just testing security, got the fake in easily. People aren't searched going in, only coming out. So after I replaced it, I tossed the original one into one of the main hearths. 
just back to that, you being searched on the way out, not the way in. Does that mean you could easily, like, you can smuggle stuff in? Surely if you're getting into the palace, they would not want you to bring a whole bunch of stuff in. Right. Like, potentially materials that you could assassinate the emperor with. Maybe that's how it happened. They just, like, stuck in a bunch of (laughs) crossbows under their cloaks and no one gave a shit. What a silly security system. Yes, please pass. Don't pass through our metal detectors on the way in. No need. On the way out, though. (laughs) Bring what weapons you like. Just don't don't steal our stuff. Yeah. Just pinky swear you're not going to kill the emperor, and uh, you're you're welcome (laughs) to bring whatever you want in. Gautona is outraged. That was an original Shu Shen, his greatest masterpiece. He's gone blind and can no longer paint. Why would you do that? She goes, it doesn't matter. No one's ever going to know. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, you know, because I wanted to. It's fun. And he goes, you swapped it just for pride. You don't care about selling the original. You just wanted your copy hanging in the gallery instead. And she just shrugs it off and thinks to herself, there's other reasons, but uh, she's not going to say. He's like, we're done for today. I've begun to think, bah. And stalks out. She was she was starting to 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 get in there in his good graces. This did not help. I like day forty two. I don't know why I'm like did, did was was this a call out to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with forty two? I don't know. Each person was a puzzle. That was how Tao, her first trainer in forgery, had explained it. Any grime covered urchin can scam someone. A forger had to create something so perfect, so beautiful, so real that the witness never even questioned. Respect the people you lie to, he taught her. There's all sorts of fun little uh, tips in here. But basically, it gets to she's getting so into trying to write Astrovan's soul that she's really wanting to succeed. She's, she's like she's writing a history of him based on everything she's found, a truer history than his biographers, even a truer history than his own journals. He had been idealistic, but... He wanted to change things in the emperor, in the empire, rather, but changing stuff is hard, basically. People suffered the empire's rule because they were comfortable with the little tyrannies. Corruption was inevitable. You lived with it. It was either that or accept the chaos of the unknown. The most lucrative and prestigious occupations were often more about bribes and connections than about skill or aptitude. Yeah, that happens. Everyone knew these things, and Astrovan had wanted to change them at first, and then, and I love this note that it's like, look, a poet would point to this one flaw that had led to his downfall. But a person is more than just one flaw, just like they're more than one passion. You can't base everything on one attribute or she'd be creating a mockery, not a man. And she didn't want that. There's a whole thing where she's like, maybe I should shoot for that. Maybe I should just explain to them, like, I can make the emperor work in, like, public. But in private, it's going to be obvious that he's not who he was. Maybe this, Maybe it's good enough to... But she doesn't want to make uh, the uh, the dime store version of the Emperor's soul. She finds the challenge thrilling. She wants to make him live again. And then she thinks to herself, why do you even care? The Arbiters are going to kill you before you ever get to see whether it works or not. But she'd chosen to, shoot, to steal the Moon Scepter because it was the most famous piece in the Empire. And she wanted one of her works on display in the Imperial Gallery. But what, this, this is even better. A forgery on the rose, sitting on the Rose Throne itself. And she's like, no, don't don't be lured by your pride. We get a little note about the blood sealer. Sometimes he's late. And the other day he'd been so late that he'd come running, smelling of strong drink. If she could make him come early one morning and then ensure he got extra drunk that night, 
maybe the uh, the seal would disappear before yep. he came back. Maybe. The strikers, who are her guards, remember, uh, apparently the mo- the mountains where they're from borders the swamps where the blood sealers are from. And their hatred of one another runs deep. So she's like, there's got to be some way I can use this. They're, the strikers weren't supposed to talk to Shy, but weeks had passed with her doing nothing more interesting than poring over old books and chatting with arbiters. So the guards were bored and boredom made people easy to manipulate. You see how right Gatona was to be like, I can't just leave you with guards. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely uh, not too interested. They might talk. <laughs> yeah. She's sitting here. Like, there we go. Yeah, so easy to manipulate. She has lots of soul stone, but elementary methods were of greater use. People always expect a forger to use seals for everything. But a soul stamp was often the last resort, too easy to detect. So she's trying to figure out other techniques that she can use to try to get herself out of here. If she had her essence marks, it would be easy, but uh, don't have those. And she even thought about trying to make a new one, but basically there's no way she could get away with that. Testing on herself would be instantly noticed, and trying to use one without testing first was a very bad plan. So her escape plans would use soul stamps, but their heart would involve more traditional methods of subterfuge. And that's the end of our section. So I like that's a very dramatic place to leave off where she's like, I'm going to have to use other methods. <laughs> so, yeah, we are all the next chapter is 58. So we're going to be passing that halfway point of the 100 days, basically. So. Her job's about half done. What do you think? What are, let's, let's do predicaments. What is going to happen? I honestly have no idea. I I feel like there's gonna be there's gonna be some conflict. I I don't know. I feel like she's gonna try and turn people, and she's gonna find it maybe find an ally in the blood sealer somehow, and then she'll find some way to betray him by the end. Because mm. like because like she she obviously despises him and his methods, but she might be able to lean on the fact that they. Like, both of their methods are hated by the Arbiters, so maybe she'll be able to turn him to her side. And then, because she hates him, she'll kill him at the end. Uh, but yeah, I honestly have no idea where this is going or how it's all how it's all going to pan out, so I'm just kind of sitting back and enjoying the ride on this one. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's hard to... I like this idea where it's like, we're both we're both outsiders here, man, maybe. And I, I, I kind of like the symmetry of the story. We come in after she's been betrayed by the person she was working with. And then she creates this relationship and then betrays them at the end of the story. That would be it is very symmetrical in, in that way. Yeah. I uh I don't really know what to think. I what did I talk about last time? I want to stick with whatever my guns were last time. Do, do you remember? I don't remember. I don't remember either. So um if you want to hear my predicaments, go to the last episode <laughs> and listen to those predicaments there. No, I I uh I think that she's going to be able to do the soul thing. She's going to end up doing it, I think, for the challenge um, more than anything else. And then it's going to be successful, but at the same time, it's going to be like it's it's not going to be what they like good for the country. It's going to end up being bad and she's going to have to escape probably because they're definitely still going to try to kill her. Although maybe Gautona would save her at the end, who knows. But I think we're going to find out that Gautona, maybe um, maybe Gautona and the Emperor didn't get along very well near the later in life, because the Emperor had become maybe too prideful, and uh, 
this is this whole business is going to kind of sour the relationship between the arbiters and the emperor because they're going to know they they have this puppet but it's just not really going to work out the way they intended i think mm. it's all going to come crumbling down around them the thing about gatona would fit what we what we heard this time at least where it's like if I, your your idea makes sense because it's like if he's given him these looks like expecting him to be better and the emperor has gotten very proud and like self-important in his position it's like who the fuck are you to be looking at me like that i'm the emperor damn it any man who must say i am the king is no true king yeah oh you know and the whole it's the old you know it's the age-old tale power corrupts Uh, it's like total power or complete power corrupts completely you know that that old that old chestnut so once he's in a position of power his friend saying, you know, you should be doing this. And he's like, I'm the emperor. I'm going to do what I want. So, yeah, I just kind of see that playing out. So maybe this whole thing will be good. It'll kind of snap him back uh, to being Gautona's friend. And maybe Gautona will be really grateful for that. I don't know. Tale as old as time. Song yeah. Is right. Beauty yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Yep. You know, maybe. And, and but but who knows? Maybe Gautona's got his own agenda. It doesn't seem that way. He seems like a stand up guy, but maybe not. He did use the blood guy on her, so he can't be all that cool. Yeah, seems pretty shady. Okay, so I didn't have a lot last time, but maybe have a bit more this time. It's like they're kind of setting Frava up to be this this big bad. And when she came in and was all like, you know, maybe we could control him. Wouldn't it be nice if he just was a little more, you know, <laughs> able to be bent to our will? Uh, I've feel at first I was like oh my goodness I reckon she put the hit out and maybe maybe only the emperor's wife was supposed to be killed or something and this is kind of all changed or maybe this was always the purpose and she's behind the assassination attempt rather than having one of our other factions involved but then I thought maybe that's a bit easy so she's just taking advantage of this terrible situation There's something in the journals. I mean, the journals were supposed to be burnt upon his death. He didn't want anyone else reading them. So the fact that we've got someone else reading them now, there's something in there I think that maybe he doesn't want found out. Um, Mm. I had sort of thought maybe he was was already a forger or or something. He's got some dirty, dark secret. I don't know what that's going to be yet. Maybe Galtona knows what it is as well and – you know, they're trying to oh, – that's why you would test everything on, on him as well, maybe, to see, like, if anything did come out that was undesirable. He would already know what was going on in the testing rather than having someone else involved. But, yeah, I'm not sure what his dirty little secret is, but I think there's something in there that is no one's supposed to know and that's going to come out. You know, maybe it's – maybe Gautona is a forger and is, compl- you know, playing completely dumb. And it's all written in this journal or something and no one knows what's about to hit them. Because I think, I can't remember which one she got wrong. She thought she'd pinned, it was why he became the emperor or something. She thought she'd figured it out and then it was, yeah, completely wrong. So maybe there's something in there that she hasn't quite hit the nail on the head and has got to do a bit more digging. But, yeah, I think definitely we've got more significance to this journal and Gautona as well and i don't know what yet maybe next week i love the idea of gautona the secret forger that sounds awesome 
and he just, we find out he's just playing dumb the whole time and she's explaining stuff he already knows <laughs> that'd be great yeah be a bit fun okay i guess we got got like two emails this time yeah so let's hit those real quick first one's from jesse says hey sander lance team found your podcast recently and have been loving the hero of ages episodes your commentary helped me get through the slower parts and highlight things that i probably would not have noticed on my own i've read warbreaker mistborn era one and now secret history and i feel like at this point this is the point where i'm really starting to understand the scope of the cosmere and it's really exciting i was wondering what your schedule for the remaining books in the cosmere is including the novellas and also seeking your advice about where to fit in elantris I'm eager to start Way of Kings and was planning to wait on Lantris until after Rhythm of War. Okay, and sorry, she she goes into some more details about, like, Stormlight and Lantris and wanting some advice on where to put that. Thank you. I like uh, that you're enjoying what you've got so far. And clearly, we went to Lantris after Hero of Ages for the show. If you're eager to start Stormlight, I don't think that you're going to miss out on too much by not reading Lantris. But honestly, it's so standalone that you could... Stick it in almost anywhere you feel like you want it and uh, not be too too badly off. That sounded dirty. <laughs> I have reasons that why I put it here, partly because uh, just chronologically, like I I probably would have put it first because it's his first novel and it happens earlier than Mistborn. If I hadn't wanted to start with what I felt was like the stronger book in Final Empire for beginning the show. But it, it can it can really go just about anywhere. It's not uh, Lantris is not that big a deal. There's some there's some other pieces where it's like you would want to read Warbreaker before you started uh, Stormlight, but you've done that, so that's no big deal. Wow, I wonder I wonder how it would have felt if you had started Lantris first. Yeah, I mean it would have been a very different show. I feel mm-hmm. like yeah, mm-hmm. not nearly as many Futurama references. Hmm, we've gotten to that later and. Man, where are all these Futurama references coming from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but thank you, Jesse. Uh, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna send you an email with some more detail. Um, I'm not sharing our whole uh, our whole plan yet because uh, I feel like that's part of the fun. If people aren't sure exactly where we're going next, yeah. but I will give you some of my thoughts in email. It's so much fun. Let me tell you, I can't <laughs> stop smiling. Our other email is from Tom. I've noticed fewer emails read on the show lately, maybe because you're batch recording multiple weeks episodes to account for holidays. And I keep meaning to send you one every time I listen, but my Mondays are so hectic I end up forgetting every time. I hope you guys enjoyed the holidays and New Year. I really appreciate the dedication in getting the show out nearly every week, especially Dak and Jamie with their little one. I work from home pretty much every day and have three young children who love to interrupt me at work when it's clear that I'm not paying them enough attention, so I absolutely empathize. I personally feel it's a fun addition whenever the baby gets a hold of the mic. Yeah. (laughs) The, the the baby is fun uh, when when my little ones run in and want attention. It's a lot louder. So I feel bad about that. And then it takes me a lot longer to wrangle them than just for Jamie to be like, shh, shh it's okay. <laughs> but thanks. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you guys will get there eventually, too. So it'll be interesting. <laughs> She'll be running around and yelling for mommy and daddy in no time. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. I mean, realistically, thank God for the mute function. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> it's it's usually very loud, and and right now I, I'm trying to put her to sleep in my arms. She's literally just about the dummy on the floor and is looking at lights and crying, and it's fun. It's good. <laughs> uh, he says, "I'm so excited to hear that the next major piece you're reading is The Emperor's Soul." Hey, we're there. 
I would have to agree with the apparent general consensus among Cosmere fans that it's one of my favorite standalone pieces Sanderson has written. I'm looking forward to revisiting it vicariously through you guys. I'll be particularly interested in once in what Joe thinks of it after he's finished, since I've pegged him as the does this story stand on its own guy of the group. Mm. Anyway, hope you're doing well and staying warm. Northern Hemisphere people, at least. The Aussies are probably doing just fine this time of year. And as long as that, now that they've got an AC that works, yeah. Yeah. This is the first week uh, that it's actually been really cold. Um, true. Drop below freezing for the first time since, I guess, this winter. So yeah. it hasn't been very cold. We had a record high December, so... Hands with regards from Tom. P.S. Data, I don't really play cards, and I probably will never meet you face-to-face, but I already know never to play against you in poker. You must have quite the poker face with the way you handle spoilery (laughs) theories that come up in the discussions. Your response to the keen crushed throat theory had me dying. Keep up the good work. (laughs) He's he's pretty good at poker. He's also pretty good at Yu-Gi-Oh. I do like poker. Uh, I enjoy that. I apparently, I I think I've mentioned before, is I, I apparently have an issue in the... Like whenever we'd play the the social deduction games like Secret Hitler or whatever, I just always get assumed to be the bad guy immediately and eliminated yeah. first. It does happen quite a bit. And so it's like I play exactly the same way, whether I'm the good guy or the bad guy. But apparently mm-hmm. that way is he's he, he he's suspicious. He's the bad guy. Get him. So yeah, uh, we were playing Among Us today, and I feel like you might do better on that because the rounds are pretty short. So it's like it's not as daunting. You know, you you can play the same way several times. And people will finally start to realize, oh, okay, he's not he's not the evil mm. guy every time. I used to play Town of Salem online a lot, uh, kind of when it first came out. That's fun. I never ever played that. It's like mafia, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Among Us is as well. So that was uh, online is always is always different because uh, you know people can't see your face and stuff. Can't see your devious face. Exactly. In all its deviousness. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate the emails, guys. If anyone else would like to send us emails, the address is thesanderlanch at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all the the kinds of places where things happen on the interwebs. Where good times are had. Oh. Yeah. Music by Miracle Sound. Get that out there before I go on to... For next time. We are reading a big old chunk of this story for next time. Let me find exactly the count here. We are reading the next one, two, three, four, five, six days, which are 58, 59, 70, 76, 85, and 97. Ooh. For, and for, for Dak, for, to Dak's question, the next day after 97 is 98. So that's where you're going to stop is uh, if you hit 98. That's where you pause. Effing Windows 98. So. <laughs> That is, as you might imagine, the majority of what is left in this book. I was going to say, like, that's coming close to the end there. Yep. I mean, does she make it all the way to day 100? I don't know. We'll have to find out. uh, Next next time on the Sander Lanch. But a lot of these sections at the end there. A lot of these sections are so small that those six chapters are actually it's actually a shorter section of text than the four we read this time. So. And this is going to be one of our shortest episodes ever, I think, based on the recording time. So, mm. well, we could just cut in a bunch of extra stuff, like cut in all that stuff that at the beginning where we were chatting up. And I can't cut in more than th- than what's recorded. And so, it, like mm. I said, based mm. on recording time, it's already going to be a short, the possibly the shortest one we've done. Well, let's do a, let's do a little bit right now.
<laughs> well, I'm on the spot now, so this was yeah, a bad no, idea. It's fine. We can have a short episode now and then. It's not a big deal. All right. Um, Wait, was there like a Vin or Sir type relationship in Elantris? I guess like, I guess like Cerise and Ash. Yeah. yeah. Although they they had a long standing relationship, it's not like they just met and became friends. Right. If you're talking about just met and became friends, it's more Rowden and Galadon. Yeah, that's a lot of syllables though. <laughs> Raladon, Serene and Ash could be Sash or Sash, just Sash. Yeah. Well, anyway, next time in Jerusalem. So, yes, there are two more episodes left in this uh, in the Emperor's Soul. So six chapters for next time, and then a couple more after that. So come back for that, everyone. I mm. hope you are enjoying our coverage of uh, of this novella. <laughs> and coverage. We're gonna move like straight news to studio. something else interesting after that. <laughs> Chopper Five Action News here with the latest on the novella. Uh, the Emperor's Soul. Looks like our friend, uh, whose name I can't remember, is having a tough time figuring out how she's going to escape. What do you think is going to happen, Rick? My name is Shy. Yeah, Shy. Rick, you there? Am I here by myself? Thanks, Rick. Dak, yeah, Dak is supposed to improv something there, like the possible. Uh, I don't know. I don't Dude, know. you got to do an American you. voice. Yeah. Well, let's see here, Johnny. I don't know <laughs> what's going to happen here. But... <laughs> This isn't Avatar Kit uh Avatar Korra Legend here. Of Korra. Yeah, Legend of Korra. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Hey, you told okay. me to do an American accent, so I did an American accent. Yeah, I mean that's true. That was a Republic <laughs> City accent. What does it sound like when you just flatten your voice? Like just just do it American. He's done style. the American accent before and you were like, Hey, that's oh, really good American. I wanna hear it. I don't know, it depends on what you want me to say. She brews a proper cup of coffee in a copper coffee pot. She brews a copper cup of coffee in a blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't uh, say gonna, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get all these words. I'll figure oh, it out someday. I don't know. Someday. Thank you, everyone. It's closing to the time of next. Hello?